Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. there. I hope you're having a great week. I'm really excited about this episode because this episode is from you. I reached out to the listeners to you and I said, tell me your questions. I want to answer your questions. So without further ado, here are some of your questions and then my answers. Hello, Mary and Take the Stage family. This is Dave Ebert. And I had a question in a COVID world for somebody that's wanting to get started in speaking and getting bookings, and they don't have good video, would you recommend offering like free Zoom or free uh, StreamYard speeches where people can come in, interact with you, and then you can use that video as promotion? Or what would you suggest to get promotional video in a COVID world? Okay, Dave, great question. I like the way you're thinking. You're thinking out of the box and saying, you know what? I don't have any great videos, so I'm going to create opportunity to get great video. And I think that's spot on. I think what I want to remind you is that you only need one to two minutes. So when you're sharing something with an event planner, you want to share just a highlight. And maybe it's two or three highlights. Maybe you do a couple of different talks and you pull out those great sections. But I also want to remind you that when you do this, and I really think you should, that be mindful of what's going on behind you. You know, make sure that you get a setting that looks as professional as possible. I'm not saying you have to go book a studio, but, you know, find a great space in the house. I use, actually, y'all, I use a piece of material. And now I have drapes that just pull on a rod behind me. And it just cleans up the whole area. So when I'm talking, and I'm speaking, people are paying attention to me and not trying to figure out what books I have on my shelf. So to answer your question, Dave, yes, absolutely great idea in a COVID world. And I encourage you to do that do short, you know, maybe 10 minute Facebook lives and then upload those pull out some highlight section, create your own sizzle reel. Thanks for asking, Dave. Hi, Mary. Thank you for the opportunity to ask this question. I really would like to grow my email list through my website. That would be wonderful if you can give us some ideas and suggestions on how we can grow that email list on our website so that we will always have those emails. Thanks for that question. And y'all, I'm just going to be honest. I am not the queen of growing an email list. I am learning, but I'm learning from the best. So I encourage y'all to go and check out Amy Porterfield, Jenna Kutcher. They're both amazing at growing an email list. But I will tell you some of the things I know is that you have to bring value. What value are you giving? So Leanne, I would ask you, what can you give your readers that they want to read once a week? I offer a business tip and a link to my latest episode. It's nothing super fancy, but I want to make sure they have those two things once a week. So that's how I show up. So figure out what your people need and then give it to them. Thanks for the question, Leanne. Hey, Mary, this is Julie Holmquist. I wanted to find out if you had any tips 
on how to get your audience engaged and to keep their attention? Great question. Engagement is key. Who wants to be on a stage with an audience that's not engaged in what you're saying? So here are a few key things that I would love to remind you is know and understand why you're on that stage. Why are you there? What is your purpose? What is the purpose of your message? I know that sounds like a really simple question, but you have to understand, is your is your message made to entertain? Is it made to educate? Is it made to inform? Are you challenging people? What do you want the people sitting in the seats to say about your message the next day? That's key. No, here's another one. Know that your message has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay, I know. I know that sounds very simple, but I have seen, and I know you have too, you have heard people speak and you're like, I, she got lost in the middle and we're just kind of muddling in the middle and we're in the middle for like half of the message instead of the third that we're supposed to be. Delivery. Understand how you deliver the message. You don't have to be loud all the time, speaking very softly and very slowly can grab an audience's attention. But understand delivery. This next one is so key. Be vulnerable. No one wants to hear from somebody who's arrived. You have all the answers. No, they want to know that we're walking through it together. So whatever your message is, when I talk to speakers, I share that you know I've been there. I've been paid with a purse. I've been on my way to an event and somebody calls me and says, "Hey, by the way, we can't pay you. We know you're driving 5 hours to be here. I've walked the walk with you. I know what it feels like to stand on a stage thinking 500 people are going to show up and it's 40." Yeah. Be vulnerable be real. It leads to trust and to intimacy with your audience. And finally, make sure your message is yours. I know that sounds another one of those like what, Mary? Make sure that you are sharing your story. Yeah. I've heard speakers share other people's stories. I don't want to hear how somebody else did it. I want to hear how you did it. Those things will connect you to your audience. They want to listen to somebody who's walking the path with them. They want you to be real. They want you to be vulnerable. Thanks for a great question, Julie. Appreciate you. I've had a lot of questions about how to grow a speaking business ministry in COVID world when so much is shut down. And it's true. It's not easy. But at the same time, y'all, this is one of the most incredible opportunities for a speaker because there is so many, there are so many places that you can build your message and your audience. I really want you to think about that. Think about using this time to grow who you are as a speaker, hone your message, try it out, do Facebook lives, Instagram lives, start a YouTube channel, share it with everyone, 
See what resonates with people. See what part of your message is the part that you get the most comments on, the most feedback on. You will be surprised because it probably won't be what you think it is. Also, all those YouTube videos or Facebook lives or Instagram lives, whatever you're doing, save those. Create you a little uh, Dropbox somewhere in the cloud folder and put all those videos in there because that is what you will use to start getting yourself booked. And I'll also say there are a lot of churches that are still open. Now, events look different. We've got social distancing. And I know right now as we're in the holidays and there's a lot of talk about the rising numbers that churches are going to be more hesitant to book. And also, really connecting with a church in December is not the best month. It's just a little crazy for them. They just get through Thanksgiving and they go straight into Christmas. And there's all manner of Christmas activities, even in this COVID world. So I recommend that you use these days and weeks and however much time we have um, uh, left in this quarantine-like situation, and you build content. You build a portfolio of you speaking, of your message, of you talking to your audience, you engaging, and you engage people in your audience because you never know who's out there and who they're connected to. And I also want to remind you to let your people know whether you've got five followers or 5,000, let them know you're a speaker. I see so many people that tell me they're speakers. And then when I go look at their social media, I see nothing of the sort on there. I see nothing about their speaking. I see nothing that would ever indicate. So be proud, be bold. You may not have spoken in front of an audience yet, but that just, that means you just haven't had the opportunity yet. You're going to get there. You're going to take the stage. Here's the question I told you about at the very beginning of the show is how do you recover from a failure? Such a great question. And I failed miserably on this stage more than once. Because there was a season when I thought prepping was not trusting God. But let me tell you what prepping, not prepping and preparing a message is. It's just flat out lazy. It does not honor the Lord. It does not honor the person who booked you. And I did all those things. I can still remember the looks on the faces of that planning committee when I took the stage And for the first five minutes, 10 minutes, I was doing great. I was making them laugh. I was telling stories. And then when I got into the meat of the message, I didn't really have anything because I hadn't really prepared. I had a couple of scripture. I kind of danced around some topics, but I really had nothing. It was an abject failure. In fact, I need to go back and apologize to that group. I should do that. How do you recover? You get back up, you dust yourself off, you figure out what failed, and you move forward. What is failure? 
that was a failure for me because I was completely unprepared. I walked in there trusting in the Holy Spirit to do a miracle. And he can do a miracle. But he also was teaching me a lesson. I just felt the Spirit say, you know what? If you want to do this, then you need to get your act together. You were not prepared. And I would love to tell you that's the only time I did that. But that one, that wouldn't be very truthful. Because I, I ended up doing it again. It was several years later. I had said yes in a season that I should have said no in because I was way too busy to take on the speaking engagement. But it was local. And I thought, oh, well, I can make that work. I will take this message and I'll just kind of make it work for them. Here's a couple of things I did wrong in that situation. They had a very clear theme they wanted for their night. Their theme did not mass up with what my message was. So instead of really working and prepping and saying, okay, Lord, they've got this theme. I've got this message. How can we make these two things work? Because you can do that, but it does take time and preparation. I was in a season where I didn't have time to prepare for that. So I just kind of slapped some things together using my message and tried to f- to force feed it into their theme without a lot of preparation, and it bombed. And what's so sad is it bombed locally. And you know, it, and again, it's been years ago. I've spoken in many places since then. But how do you recover? What is a failure? When I was expecting 500 people at this event and 40 showed up, that's not a failure. Those 40 people were supposed to be there. Me not preparing, that's a failure. What did you learn in the failure? Did you, was, could you have done something different to change the outcome? For me, in those first two stories I told you about where I failed, absolutely, I did not prepare. I was not ready. Number one, I was not ready. Number two, I should have never said yes. And I knew I shouldn't have said yes. I did it because I wanted to speak to this group. And they were local. And the money was good. I'm just being completely transparent here. But what is the failure? In the situation where I thought 500 people were going to be there and 40 showed up, that wasn't a failure. I could not have done anything any different. I was prepared. I was prayed up. I had had my time with Jesus. I had spent hours working on the message. And even if you use the same message over and over, that does not mean you don't prepare. You prepare your heart, you go back over that message, you get it ready again. So what is the failure? If it's failure is something you could have changed the outcome with the way you approached it, then yes, it's a failure. And how do you recover? You get up, you do it again, and you correct what you did wrong, whatever that looks like, and you move forward. Because you know who's never failed? The people who have never tried. Y'all, I am just, I love the questions. It's been so much fun just kind of diving in here with you today and answering some. We're going to do this more often. I only got to just a few of them, so I have more. So I'm going to try to do a Q&A as often as I can because I think it's really important that I hear from you. I want to answer your questions. So moving forward, what I want you to do, send me questions. I'm going to, I'll hold on to them. 
we'll answer those. Either I'll do an entire episode um, when I do a solo episode on it, or we'll do a Q&A like this. So send those questions and you can find me at takethestagepodcast.com. Also, you can join us over in Facebook. We have a great vibrant group of uh, speakers over there. Love connecting with y'all over there. Love chatting and and everyone's getting to know each other, which I love. I love community. And that's at Facebook at Take the Stage Speakers. It's the group, not the page. And also, if you just want to connect with me, I'm Mary R. Don't forget the R. Snyder on Instagram and Facebook. You know what? Follow me there. And also, I would love to ask you if you would do me a favor. Would you be so kind as to go and, you know, if you like the show or if you don't like the show, I want to hear, I want feedback. Go over to Apple Podcast and let me know what, you know, what do you think about the show? How can I make it better? Is it serving your needs? Because that's why I'm doing this. I want to help you take the stage. All right. Y'all have a great rest of your week. I look forward to being back here very soon. Bye.